Do we have any old man noises? Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I really don't have any old man noises this week. So, <clears throat> and you're you're the yeah. host, so it's it's up to you. Do you have some old lady noises? Oh, what are old know. lady noises? My What's grandma used to make you don't want funny know. little sounds under her breath. I don't think anybody realizes when you're a kid how much throat clearing there's going to be as an older person. No one ever tells you that. No. You're going to be clearing your throat pretty much from about 38 to probably the Death. end of your life. Yeah. Once you're done clearing your throat, you're done. Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon. We are your twice-weekly podcast celebrating the radio show turned podcast, Too Beautiful to Live. In Dallas, Texas, I'm your host, Meredith All the Way Mayhan, and welcome to your Monday recap edition of the show. Bobby's chosen to sleep outside in Moultonboro, New Hampshire on this Memorial Day weekend instead of being here with us. So joining me today from all the way from New Brighton, Minnesota, in the Stick of Butter Studios, Anne Lundholm. Hi, Anne. Good morning, Meredith. And from Everett, Washington, we have the nice lady, Christy Wise. Hi, Christy. Hello. And finally, fully located now in Kyle, Texas, the Cheddar Bay City, it's Mike Jail Dude Frizzell. Hey, Mike. <laughs> Meredith, I'm so glad you finally embraced it all the way. <laughs> I wasn't sure if I should be calling myself that or not. <laughs> hey, we, we all have to, you know, admit what we are. We're going to cover some LRB business, uh, discuss some things we must discuss. We'll cover your week in TBTL that was, take care of our housekeeping, and tell you how to get involved. But first, Mike, I understand you have something to apologize for. Yeah, it's been a few weeks since I've apologized for anything. Not that I shouldn't always be apologizing, but this one uh, stood out. And people came to me and wondered what I meant by uh, an uncircumcised penis looking like uh, You know, I wondered that same thing. <laughs> <laughs> it seemed like uh, you and Bobby just sort of lost it and weren't able nope. to follow up <clears throat> with any questions. So, you know, obviously the listeners did. And um, it was brought to my attention by my wife, Emily, that I have uh, a less than favorable reaction to non-standard, at least non-standard to me, body parts. Witness my story when I saw my first set of inverted nipples and now my um, reaction to the first uh, uncircumcised penis that I got a <clears throat> good look at. Um, I realized that because we have an audience of a certain size, you know, it's not, we don't have a huge audience, but we have a, a big room. Let's just say we're playing to a pretty big room and there are, I'm sure statistically you 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 ladies can appreciate this you science science ladies there are uncircumcised penises listening to this show <laughs> probably yes and do they have little headphones <laughs> <laughs> where would they put those earbuds see, <laughs> see now now y'all are making fun so <clears throat> so that's the penis in its natural state so you know, I'm coming from a place of an altered penis, and it just has become standard because of uh, Western civilization, I guess. And um, anyway, before I dig myself in any deeper, what I meant by Hoover was uh, when I was a kid, there was there was a um, there was a commercial for the Hoover upright vacuum cleaner, and 
the, what was special about this thing is that you could, uh, it, it had a, like a joint in it that you could click it all the way down and run it underneath, you know, a dresser or a bed or whatever. And, and so what they would do is they click it all the way down and it would look, uh, not like a vacuum cleaner anymore, but just, just like an obelisk and they would just ram it in and out between <laughs> Mike, I feel like you're making this worse. You're going to have to apologize <laughs> next week for this. I'm just, ex- I'm just explaining. And so when I saw, when I finally saw one of these penises, I thought that looks like one of those Hoovers from the commercial. That's obviously I didn't see it. Ram, sorry, going in and out <laughs> underneath <laughs> a bed or a dresser. <laughs> But when you see a penis, you anyway. So <clears throat> that was why I said it looked like a Hoover. That's not derogatory in and of itself. It just looked like a Hoover from the commercial. You know, uh, uh, a circumcised penis looks like, you know, it can look pretty terrible too. I guess if you'd never seen one before, it would be very traumatizing, I think, to see one if you were used to your Hoover. So there's my apology, such as it is. Um, <laughs> you made what, it way worse. Meredith, you were there when I said it. What did you think that I, I had meant? No idea. <laughs> I don't know because I've seen them before. I don't. I, that didn't come to mind. So it's just interesting mm-hmm. to hear how your mind works, Mike. Well, I I have had a lot of uncircumcised penis talk since I said that on the show <laughs> with with ladies, and uh, apparently the biggest thing is not not the um, not the appearance. Because uh, you can get used to that, you can get used to anything. But <clears throat> there are a lot of fellas who don't practice great hygiene with their circumcised penises, and if if that transfers to fellas who have uncircumcised, then you know you got bigger problems. Yeah, I think so, you have to be more careful guys, about keeping clean. Yeah, t- take care of yourself. But I really don't guys. think there's anything wrong with it or gross about it, other than that. No, no, there's nothing wrong with that or inverted nipples. We're we are all just as God made us until we get circumcised, think, then we're just as normal as Mike, humans. Make. You seem to have a problem with anything that's against the norm as you see it. Yeah. Short people, bald people. Well, he's a white man. <laughs> of course he does. Normal penises. Yeah. <laughs> also, um, why I'm... do you care about people's penises anyways? <laughs> why do you have a thought? Why do you have an opinion? Um, I don't think I would have ever spoken about anybody's penises, uh, sorry, anybody's penis, had there not been a difference, you know, had there not been, you know, had there not been just a different style of penis. It just, when the the first time you see it, like when you're a kid, you don't even realize you're circumcised. No one ever told you that you were circumcised. That's your penis, Mm -hmm. right? You know what I'm saying? And then you see one uncircumcised and, and someone has to explain to you, well, actually that's, that's original equipment. You know, yeah. you were mutilated at birth yeah, unless right. it's done later in life. Right. I know somebody who had it done later, like when they oh. were like seven or eight. Why? And it sounds like no. just the worst, the worst experience ever. Like you remember oh, all that yeah. pain. It's much worse when you're older. So, oh my God. Oh yeah, that hurts. And you've been notably silent on the <laughs> subject. Uh, uh so yesterday I went vacuum shopping because all this vacuum talk has been getting to me. Are you considering a Hoover? And I was in, I was looking at a Hoover and Coles, and I thought I don't know if I can do this. Mike has ruined it. 
<laughs> just don't click it all the way down to the floor and, and shove it in and out of anything. Okay. And now I want to know who's going to make the supercut of you saying penis 49 times. <laughs> right. um, oh, well, I know how anytime you want to stop a parenting blog, any any type of post on Facebook, just say you're anti-vaccine and pro or con mm-hmm. um, circumcision. Yeah, it's a hot mm-hmm. topic. And that stops everything. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's my apology, folks. All right. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> You're welcome. I'll have Jeremy edit it down so you just say sorry. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Thank you. All right. We've got a pup date for you. Um, Eddie's all healed up from his neuter. Uh, he officially got out of his... Speaking of penises. <laughs> Speaking of penises. <laughs> <laughs> He officially got out of his cone of shame, um, and yesterday we spent the day at a friend's house who has a pool and a sweet, sweet dog named Bailey, who's a big golden retriever, and so they were just chasing each other around the yard all day, so this hasn't slowed him down one little bit. Um, it was warm enough here to where we were hoping to get him uh, swimming, introduced to swimming a little bit, but uh, he wasn't super into that, so we got him on the step, mm-hmm. you know, the first step, so the water was like up to his armpit armpits dog pits whatever like <laughs> up to his chest paw pits <laughs> and uh he would stand there and he would you know he'd be he'd he'd stay put and but he looked a little bit like eh, i don't know about this and then he would pick up one foot and hold it out of the water like maybe i can keep this one dry <laughs> <laughs> so we didn't force it i yeah. think it was, our friend was telling us to just throw him in there and i was like no nah, i'm not gonna do that mm. so well abby um has short legs like uh eddie does and she's not one for swimming really either she likes to wade in the water and like try to catch little fish and stuff if we take her to uh, a lake or river or something but um i i don't think we we talked about uh last week that eddie really had his moment of actually being amorous um when he was here at the house because he did try to hump both of our dogs Mm -hmm. like pretty much the whole time he was here so it was he really made it evident that yeah, it was time. Yeah, it was time. He had never done that before, and he had met plenty of other dogs. So that was a, that was a clear sign. I'm glad we had already had it scheduled, so it was good <laughs> good timing. <laughs> right. He didn't try that mess right. with Bailey yesterday at all. So, yeah. That's great. Yeah. So speaking of cute furry animals, Anne, why don't you tell us about Monday? Oh, boy. Cute furry animals. <laughs> Monday is number 2125. Minecraft is a hell of a drug. And we start the show with a good old edition of Dreamcatcher, which I know is everybody's favorite. <laughs> nope. And I'm just going to say right now, I love Dreamcatcher. I don't care if it gets me kicked wow. off this podcast. <laughs> hey, and you have no taste. You used to listen to Takedown Podcasts, so I know you, you have no standards for entertainment. Low to none. There was a lot of dream talk this but- week. There was. There was. There was. And so in this dream, Andrew was attacked by a bear after all the bear talk in the previous week's newsletter. And that's a straight up anxiety dream. And I assume that Andrew has no other kinds of dreams right? anxiety dreams. It sounded more like he said a bear like put its mouth on his arm and wouldn't let go. I don't know if I'd call that an attack, but I wouldn't be happy about it, I suppose. No. No, I suppose when you don't know what the bear's intentions are, that's kind of scary. Right. And then we move uh, directly on to Luke's dream of being on his boat with Patrick Warburton. <laughs> and he thinks it's funny because even in his dreams, he knows he's not big enough to get Seinfeld or <laughs> Julia Louis-Dreyfus, but he can get putty. Sure. And I just 
want to give a shout out on the Sens page. This conversation came up, but they neglected to mention Patrick Warburton's best role, which was Kronk in The Emperor's New Groove, which is an awesome Disney movie. Not for kids. Well, was it, for wasn't kids, he the but tick for, as well? Yeah, he was the tick. Yeah, he was. The live action tick. Kind of weird, but. I like okay. him as Joe Swanson on Family Guy. The cop. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the 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 handicap. You're going to have to apologize for that next week. Oh, sorry. The differently <laughs> abled right. um, uh, community service uh, yep. technician. I don't know. What do they call cops? That wasn't the part. It <laughs> wasn't the cop part that I was talking about. <laughs> Civil service. Damn it. Um, I agree that he is the same thing in every everything he ever yeah. does. Right. He's exactly the same. That's okay, yeah, though. It's okay. I mean, it's, yeah. yeah, he's he's like a buddy, you know? You just see him in different he has a places. Nice voice. Well, if you have that voice, you have to use it. Mm-hmm. Oh, That's God, right. yes. <laughs> so uh, then we move on to Andrew has um, reinvested in Minecraft <laughs> after how many months it's been. And he got so busy with it that he. Decided not to watch Game of Thrones with mm. Genevieve, which is an okay policy, I guess. <laughs> and he goes on to detail his spoiler avoidance policy, which is now that he has chosen not to watch in real time, it's his responsibility, which I really yeah. love. Yes. Because I think that's good. If you're mm-hmm. not going to watch something uh, when it's aired and then you go roaming around the internet, it's only yeah. your own fault yep. if yeah. you get spoiled. Well, there were so many people who said that they, you know, no spoilers, but, you know, hold the door. Yeah. And, if, right. uh, you know, come on. This guy's been safeguarding this kid. Oh, I'm not even going to get into it. I mean, it was. <laughs> or just Hodor with a sad face. Yeah. Just, yeah. I don't come even on. watch it I mean, anymore. That's not a and spoiler. I still know what that happened was... just from the internet. Yeah, right. Right. Minutes after the show aired, Someone on my Facebook put Hodor with a sad face. I'm like, oh, well, I already know yeah. what happened. I haven't yeah. watched all season, but cool. Thanks. Yeah. That's all we need to know. Yeah. Right? And and if I cared, I just wouldn't be on mm-hmm. Facebook. That's what you do. Mm. Right. Well, I'm afraid of Minecraft uh, because <laughs> I think I have similar obsessions to Andrew. Like I once got into civilization just so heavily that it was mm-hmm. awful. You know, you're just, you're up at three in the morning and just, I'll take one more turn or whatever. And so God help me if I ever. Yeah, I'm the same way. I got addicted know. to a text-based mud. Do you guys know what that is? It's a multi-user no. dungeon. And this is in the days of a, a dial-up internet. And it's not a, it's not a game as you'd think of it. It's just a scrolling bunch of text and you type out where you're going and and uh, my mom had to limit our this. computer time. So we would get up in the middle of the night to play. My sister and I were both addicted <laughs> to this game. Yeah. yeah. Why is and it called it, a dungeon? I, it's one of those like <laughs> fantasy games where you're going around killing monsters and stuff. So I don't know. Well, the, the thing about uh, my obsession is any kind of game, like even like a simple game, like drop seven on your phone or, you know, Tetris or whatever, like, if I play it for more than an hour, then if I try to close my eyes and go to sleep or I try to go about my day, I'll keep playing it in my mind and it'll just keep going and going and going. And the thing that sucks is that um, the game that keeps going on my mind, I'm pretty terrible at it. <laughs> so it's like just a constant reel that's of failure. Fun. Why are you doing that? No, it's not. It's awful. And that's why I got to avoid these things, well, even though like it's so intriguing. He's like, oh, yeah. 
you know you go and you play and it just it's uh, you get so wrapped up in it and it's very appealing but then the consequences are dire for me mike you you gave this you gave like what was it seven something seven and drop seven drop seven and um tetris but say what your real addiction was for months um well uh it's the shameful one I'm I'm drawing a blank. Candy I, Crush. I, I, you were oh. obsessed. With oh candy yeah. Crush. Oh yeah. Um, because because uh, Emily taught me the way to get free lives. You just reset your phone for a day before. Which you then, you uh, taught Jeremy. Which was, I'm infinitely thankful for that, Mike. Uh, well, that sounds probably sarcastic. saved you. Thousands. I ended up spending a yeah. lot of money on that game if you don't know how to reset it for fresh lives. So. I may have saved your relationship, you know, if you had found out that he was spending hundreds of dollars a month on oh getting fresh lives in Candy Crush, you know, you'd have been more mad than, than him just playing it all the time. I would say mine is books. I don't play video games, but I have a really hard time putting down a book, mm-hmm. which I think is pretty common. Yeah. But imagine you put the book down and you finally put the book down and then the book keeps going on in your mind, but you're now in the story and you're the worst character and you're failing at everything. <laughs> That's my thing. So why even start the game, Mike? That's that's the thing. Is it's, oh, it's, it's like stopped. a siren song, you know. <laughs> I just I I can't resist, and and I'm not going to click on Minecraft. But they talk about some other game that to replace it later on in the week, and I'm intrigued. Oh, I've played with it. That game. Yeah, all the people at my work are into it. Mm-hmm. It's pretty fun. What was the name of that? Hearthstone. One? It's Hearthstone. a card game. I'm probably going to start it during it's like this a card battle game. and you'll never see me again. <laughs> and it's put out by Blizzard, who does World of Warcraft, which is absurdly addictive, too. So they know how yeah. to hook you. Oh, yeah. I've avoided that one yeah. studiously as well. I mean, I'm not I, I mean, I come off as anti-nerd and like, uh, oh, Magic the Gathering. I'm secretly really afraid of all of it. <laughs> Yeah, I get sucked in. I used to play World of Warcraft, and I had to quit when I went to grad school because I was like, I know I'm going to fail out of school if I don't stop (laughs) playing this game. Right. Right. All right. Moving on to the next topic, which was the top story for the day. Andrew found some unopened Desert Storm trading cards at an antique mall. I think he must have been searching for ashtrays. How is this the top story? (laughs) I don't know. And it was the Victory Series Coalition for Peace. Those are some bullshit. (laughs) Well, it makes you think about uh, Desert Storm, the trading card war, Mm -hmm. which really is not something that would have happened with the current wars. (laughs) I don't think we have any trading cards. I mean, we had playing cards, but that was just for the the bad guys. Mm -hmm. The, uh, you different. You'd get a a drone, maybe an atrocity. Uh. <laughs> so they make a big deal of opening them on the the air, wondering are they going to get Storm and Norman? Mm-hmm. Are they going to get one of Saddam, one of Bush? And it turns out that it's just military terms and <laughs> pieces of equipment <laughs> and weapons. Oh, a reminder that Morocco sent a couple guys over. Right. Yeah. Learn about the flag of Morocco. That's not a total waste. Right. <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> so then I was thinking about trading cards. Did anybody collect trading cards in general? Mm. Mike, did you do baseball cards? Uh, just, uh, I didn't. I mean, when I was when I was a little kid, I had some pretty cool. 
cards that were handed down from my brother. I mean, I had some uh, ABA basketball cards that were like these non-standard sizes. It had a bunch of cool players. But I mean, I never collected in that. I never took care of anything. I just like looking at them. So, you know, me and my friends, we would just pass them back and forth and look at them. And so they were in terrible shape. Um, as an adult, I think for a minute, uh, I think it got popular to collect them. Like people thought that they were going to be valuable, but I don't know. I didn't, I didn't much get into it. I mean, I love sports and I, and I would look at trading cards all the time, but not anything that I would ever collect. Well, I thought, Hey, I have some baseball trading cards. In fact, I have four. They're all of the same player. (laughs) Kent Urbeck? no, funnily enough, but from the same team. <laughs> Gary Gaetti. Let, let me keep going. Okay, keep going. Um, Kirby Puckett. Do you want me to tell you his position? Sure. Pitcher. Oh, interesting. Burt Blylevin. Nope. Hmm. Hmm. Oh. oh. <laughs> uh, Eddie Guardado. <laughs> oh my God, no. <laughs> wow, you sounded offended. Who's your who, Who's your pitcher? Well, I just want to preface this with, in 1991, when the Twins won the World Series, I was 14, and I had the most ginormous crush Jack on 23-year-old twi- rookie Scott Erickson. Oh, he was hot. <laughs> he was very hot. Seriously hot. No, ladies, I'm, I'm telling you, Scott Erickson was hot. He was, yes, and he had a... Uh, an incredible rookie season. I think he was 12 and two with the all-star break and he went to the all-star yeah. game and he was American league pitcher of the month for two months, I think. Mm-hmm. And his career did not shape out the same as that first season, but I sure thought he was cute. He's still handsome. Yes, he is still handsome. I saw him on TV a couple of years ago and he and his wife produced a movie or something. Hmm. So I, I, I don't know. Yeah, he keeps himself looking pretty good. But so I had these four cards and I knew exactly <laughs> where they were. <laughs> we definitely have a show picture now. <laughs> he he kind of looks like he could be a Brolin. Kind yeah, like of. Josh Brolin, they could be brothers. Back in the day, he was coming dangerously close to a mullet, oh. but maybe not quite. Mm-hmm. Like he was mullet adjacent. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Okay, but that was my trading card story. Moving on, we have to, I guess, talk about the Chewbacca mask lady, who is Candace Payne of Grand Prairie, Texas, <laughs> mm-hmm. about whom Luke said she's on the conveyor belt of viral stardom. And I think we saw that borne out throughout the week. And I don't get it. <laughs> I don't know if I even watched the whole thing, but I I mean, I guess it's cute and she seems like a nice lady, but I don't get why everybody's going ape shit over this so long i agree with you and i wanted to see what the hype was about but i had to fast forward through the first like five minutes of her just talking about doing something that she was gonna do and then i think the appeal is just that she's so excited and so happy Mm -hmm. about this yeah but she just seems um genuinely happy delighted by the thing Yeah. yeah and that's fun but i didn't need to watch it any more than that what the only thing that i liked about it i mean you know i love star wars and that she seems so happy, but that she used Facebook live for not selling me lipstick or makeup right. or clothes. <laughs> or, Cause that's all that it's for it. 
so far Jamberry has been nails. yeah has been multi-level marketing that's all that people use it for and i think that that's why mark zuckerberg brought her to facebook like, because thank you he's for like doing something interesting finally with this. yeah and it <laughs> actually went viral um it was the you know it's the first video from facebook live that went viral because it wasn't trying to sell you shit i didn't even know that facebook live was a thing you don't no, have the kind of friends that are selling things then I've never seen like a, a friend of mine do anything on there. It's like Jezebel will <gasps> do a video or BuzzFeed will do a video or Pete Delkis, my favorite weatherman, will go on, on live and do a weather update. Those are the ones that I see. Yeah. You guys are lucky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do we have anything more to say about her? She just seems like, like a nice lady. Yeah, yeah. Um, she, yeah. she is a youth pastor. Jeremy. Dug yeah, I saw that. Like, I'm getting a little spidey sense on this. Oh, that's why she's a youth pastor. So, is that a good thing or a bad thing when Jeremy says that, or is it just a game recognized game? Uh, he can he'll he can spot a family. He'll say that family just came from church, and the, and like I wouldn't be able to spot it. It's not like they're dressed nice or anything. He just can say I can just tell the way they are, and it's do always... they look drugged or what? Is their... <laughs> their eyes are dead. <laughs> <laughs> no, he can just tell it. It's just. Like one of his superpowers, I guess. So wow. he's like, I'm getting a feeling about this lady. And so he did some Facebook stalking and realized and found out that she's a Yeah, pastor. I think she's using her fame as a little proselytizing now. Yep. Next next up, Jesus. Yep. Mm. First <laughs> Jesus mask. Yeah. <laughs> that would be creepy. <laughs> With her laugh, oh, can God. you imagine? All right, moving on quickly to emails and emails. We have an email from Joseph who's saying that Les Schwab or Les Schwab <laughs> and Joseph's grandfather were friends. And we get an entertaining voicemail from Anonymous that Bellingham has a Whole Foods and they have Luke's parsnip chips there, which apparently is the most amazing thing in the universe that there's a Whole Foods in Bellingham that Luke didn't know about. <laughs> and that it's like blocks away from his house. Yes. And I was in Trader Joe's the other day and I saw some parsnip chips. And so, of course, I had to get some. And they're all right. <laughs> I don't think they changed chip eating for me forever, but they weren't too terrible. A passable substitute if you're trying to low-carb it. I guess they were cut really thick, so there's no passing them off as a real potato chip mm. substitute. And you could really taste the oil in them. So have you had the Trader Joe's plantain chips? Mm-mm. Okay, because I want to know how they how they compare to those. I have to do a taste test. Well, people really love listening to folks eat on the air. <laughs> mm-hmm. so oh, yeah, let's do it next week. week. And with that, I think we're finished with Monday. Okay. And Tuesday, 2126, Close Encounters of the Nerd Kind, um, <laughs> which is a great title again. Um, we, a listener, I forgot the name, said that they saw Andrew somewhere. It was Katie and Maria, I think I have in my notes. Okay. Yeah, they saw Andrew. And then they were so excited and they texted each other and they came and then they didn't talk to him. And... Andrew and Luke both said, if you see us, then talk to us. Because first of all, it gives them street cred. Right. <laughs> and and also it keeps Luke from that awkward moment of him assuming that yeah. he's being recognized. Right. Right. 
I can I understand like if someone's making weird eye contact and like whispering and then looking like he's gonna think that and he doesn't want to go over if it's not someone that's a fan right mm-hmm. and he talked about because he's he's yeah, done he that does. before right <laughs> <laughs> I would never do never ever I would die yeah mm-hmm. first well if you're um if you're Luke I mean it's it's kind of a disadvantage especially if you were a single Luke because I mean, you see someone who's kind of looking at you, and you're thinking, "Oh, they must recognize me from Cairo or TBTL or something." Whereas if you didn't have those gigs and a, a woman was looking at you like that, you'd just go, "All right, she's kind of into me," mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And either way, it's... yeah. <laughs> but um, where that happened was at the Crosswalk Tavern, which is uh, on Greenwood, and that is a place that I've I've logged a lot of time. Uh, I used to play softball in a um, the Green Lake Softball League, Tuesday night softball league for the Crosswalk Tavern. And Andrew described it perfectly. It was a Saturday night, I think. Um, and the place was sparsely attended and uh, dirty and drinks were cheap. So just our kind of place, I guess. <laughs> So how do they make their money if nobody's I there and the drinks are know, cheap? I don't know because it's a pretty prime It's a location, prostitution front. You know? I, I don't know. Yeah. There's got to be something That's going what on I because... always think with places that are empty that have prime location is that, that they, they prostitution it's ring. It's a money, money laundering yeah. is my go-to. Money yeah. laundering. Yep. Because they haven't been oh, busy for like 30 years. So there has to be something going on. When I worked in the mall, there was a store that was above us that got busted for being a drug front. Whoa. Like one day the That's police amazing. went in with the dogs and everything. And, and I had always walked past there and I thought, God, why is nobody ever shopping in there? And they didn't seem to have a lot of merchandise. <laughs> and every once in a while, it was like really kind of teen focused, the six shirts that they had. But then like three construction workers would come walking out of there. And I was like, hmm. this seems so strange. And then when I saw the raid, I was like, okay, I get it. Yeah. Was that Mall of America? No, that was Southdale Mall. I wish you had worked in Mall of America. (laughs) Well, the Crosswalk Tavern, yeah, they've been getting away with whatever they've been getting away with for a long time, which is all right because, you know, if you're Andrew or you're me and you want to go in and have a bunch of, you know, dollar and a half beers in relative silence and anonymity, it's a good place. (laughs) Right, And back to the approaching Luke and Andrew, I kind of feel that Andrew sort of put this on himself because he's always talking about how antisocial he mm-hmm. is and he doesn't want to talk to people. So no wonder people are sort of nervous about approaching him. Yeah, I would have him. second thoughts. Yeah, I don't want to bother him. Yeah, uh, yeah. so talk to him. That's the moral of it. If you see him, talk to him. Next, we talk about the Smashing Pumpkins. What do you guys, what do you guys have thoughts and feelings about Smashing Pumpkins? I've, I hate them and I've always hated them. And now I hate them <laughs> even more. <laughs> Because of Billy Corgan going on Alex Jones. Yeah. <laughs> Billy Corgan's fathead. Um, I saw them once and it was at a music festival, so I didn't buy tickets for them. It just was a product of the situation. I'll allow it. They were terrible. They were wasted drunk. They didn't remember their songs. Oh, God. Um, Billy, like, at one point yelled at his bass player. She was pretty terrible. I'm like, uh, I could do better and I know four songs. Um <laughs> They kept, I mean, he would just like stop and say, you're, you're going too fast or you're going too slow or something. It was so bad. I don't understand their appeal. 
I think we can learn a lesson from Smashing Pumpkins, and that is you can never be sure that sometime in your life your head won't look like a pumpkin. <laughs> so probably best Don't, to not yeah. name anything that you're involved with after pumpkins. It took me so... Sorry. Now I'm apologizing in advance for the fat joke. <laughs> it's just his head. It's always been that yeah. way. <laughs> well, also, he kind of always has like this like a scowl yeah. on his feet yeah. on that stupid pumpkin head makes you want to smash his yeah pumpkin. exactly and, I think, and also it's i, I think ahead. a terrible sound comes out of that pumpkin head i can't stand his <laughs> voice <laughs> it took me so long to train pandora to 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 not play smashing pumpkins for me oh, you, God, how many yeah. iphones did you break when you're Ugh. smashing the the thumbs down, down? yeah <laughs> if pandora brings me rem one more time i swear to god you're done you're gonna break up with pandora yeah Listen, if you put the Michael Buble channel on Pandora, you're not going to get any Smashing Pumpkins or R.E.M. <laughs> Probably not. It's a good tip. <laughs> um, but I do want to talk about these portable CD players. Do, do you guys remember yeah. these? Yeah. Brutal. No, I don't. I just think of the Discman, the small I think that's what it was, one. right? Yeah. But it's not that big. This was the size of an actual CD. Yeah. But it was like... They they sold it as you can go running with your CD, but you can't. Yeah, never could. And like people would clip them to their belt. Remember this? You like couldn't even pants. get on a bus with them. No, you? yeah, you have to lay it flat, like like you're carrying like a cake or a pie. These were, or yeah, these right. were the days that I was taking the city bus home from school. These were the discman days, and my sister and I would each have one earphone in our ear, uh, and then we'd hold it like like it was a precious gem. On the right, bus sure. in front of us, like cushioning all the bumps so that it wouldn't skip the whole entire time. And then you have to carry the stupid CD case with all your CDs in it. Yep. Or just listen to the one over and over again. Um, and then they talk about uh, that Luke is trying via Twitter to get somebody named Kurt Herbach that is a baseball <laughs> guy and does Bloody Marys. Kent Herbach. On the same team as Scott Erickson. Yeah. They were on the not same team hot. at the same time? No, not as oh. hot. He He's a big boy. Big, big fella. Big fella. But he, as a real character, he has always loved um, practical jokes and a lot of personality. And um, is a very integral part of the community still, even today. So he's around, still lives in the Twin Cities. So and, you wouldn't be mad shared... about this? Oh, no. This no, this is a, it's an honor. To, I mean, and you you brought uh, the video to our chat of the most famous Kent Urbeck video was when he lifted Lonnie Smith off the base. This was during the World Series, right? Because there was no. It was Ron. Yes, it was Ron Kent. Ron Kent. He lifted he lifted Ron Kent off of first base during. Uh, it was they were trying to double him off. I think on a on some sort some sort of a play. Mm-hmm. Gant was trying to get back to the base, and Urbeck just. Um, applied a tag and then just lifted his leg off the base. And of course, if your legs off the base, then you're out. But the umpire just thought that that was okay, that that could happen. And he happily trotted back to the dugout having just made a, um, I mean, he really got away with that one. Oh yeah. Uh, was that an integral, uh, did that swing the game? That was a world series game, right? So I mean, yeah. did that end up being an integral, uh, play? 
Um, I'm I'm sure it was. I think it was game two, and it was it. The series went all seven games, and so. Mm. Um, yeah, I would suspect that that was a big, a big deal. <laughs> it was so goddamn obvious. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Because Gant wasn't a big fella. So Urbeck just pretty much lifted him. It's great. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> so You're what's welcome. the thing about Bloody Marys? Uh, well, he, I'm a little fuzzy on the details, but he came up with a line of Bloody Marys, uh, for the new twin stadium. And it's basically like a Bloody Mary with all the stuff plus a chicken wing on it. Mm-hmm. Or maybe there is one, I know they do one that has a full size burger and there's <laughs> one that has a brat on it. I'm not sure if they're all associated with him, but, um, it's just one of those over the top things that you eat at the baseball game. Okay. And it just becomes a part of the Bloody Mary because it's just stuck on a pick. Through. Yep. Yep. Hmm. Just think a burger. It would be really hard to drink with a burger on top of it. <laughs> I think you take yeah, it off. There's a place in <laughs> Dallas where you can get a mimosa with all sorts of garbage in it or a Bloody Mary. And mm-hmm. they also serve it with a chaser of PBR. Um, but you basically, it's like your whole entire brunch sticking out of this mason jar on sticks and you just take it all off and they cut you know they cut it into like fourths you know your little breakfast mcmuffin thing oh stick it on a stick put a strawberry on there (laughs) some tater tots oh man that sounds good um so this leads us into the breakfast myth um breakfast is good for you but also maybe not and all the studies have been um, done by cereal companies right <laughs> i guess i never considered that but it doesn't surprise yeah. me meredith well they might this... have even done some studies where it turned out that you know breakfast wasn't important and but you know the cereal company's just gonna go bury that one you know follow <laughs> the not, money right there's no press release coming coming out about that it's one big yeah, meredith is this actual science when a company that stands to gain a hundred percent puts together a test i mean it is i guess you could call it science i wouldn't call it trustworthy science reliable in any way i'd, I'd want to reproduce the study in an independent lab and see what the results were whatever they That's... did which i don't think they really said there's there's all sorts you... of pro- nutrition study i have a lot to say about nutrition studies but they're they're all kind of very difficult to rely on so um, I blame the news media for sensationalizing them, but just don't trust nutrition studies at all, ever. Yeah, I mean, because they come out, you don't need breakfast, you need to eat six meals a day. Eggs um, are bad, eggs are good, coffee is bad, eggs coffee are good. is good. Yeah. <laughs> Wine is like going to the gym, no it's not. Exactly. <laughs> you only need to work out for one minute a right. day. Yeah, all of that stuff, I just don't believe it. So do you guys eat I breakfast? Think- I yeah yes well sort of I have coffee so like first thing I wake up I always want some coffee but then I don't eat again for another like two hours so I don't know if that counts never for me never no Mm -hmm. I love eating breakfast but not at breakfast time yeah (laughs) I have to have breakfast I I can't function without it I'm too hungry Mm. see the coffee takes the edge off for me and then I'm okay for a while. So I'll usually have breakfast at like 11 and it's dangerous working from home because I can just wander the kitchen whenever I want. So I barely ever right. have distinct <laughs> meals now. So I'll just like eat some of this and some of that all throughout the day, which might or yeah, might not be healthy. a day. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Depending on who pays yeah. for the study. Right. <laughs> um, and then lastly, they talk about BMI because 
Luke's new new uh, scale gives him his BMI, and it's bumming him out. Um, and I think everyone kind of knows that this BMI is bullshit, right? Uh-huh. I would say I would disagree that it's bullshit. Um, it's a tool. It's an imperfect tool, and nobody should base their self worth upon their BMI. But not just self worth, but they actually um, deny health services. Well, that is bullshit. Also- yes, we use it in research a lot, um, but none of us think it's a perfect measure because it's not, or it's necessarily a measure of health. It's a way of categorizing people, um, and that's never going to be perfect. I mean, I when I did CrossFit, I would work out with these guys that were bodybuilders that had, you know, three to five percent body fat and were obese, like morbidly mm-hmm. obese on the BMI. Yeah, scale. I think we should come up with a new one that does include body fat. I think that would probably be the most logical addition to come up with a new scale. Yeah. I think it was um, one of the doctors. We have two uh, tens that are doctors or more. I mean, at least that are active on the sense page said that there there's like a hip to waist to hip uh, ratio i think yeah that that would be more mm-hmm. accurate um all sorts of different things that are more accurate but yeah don't don't base your self-worth on that and maybe luke should turn that off on his yeah. scale <laughs> <laughs> yeah i got a new scale and it it, it has a, a fatty fatty boom baladi <laughs> i've disabled yeah it makes like Boom, boom, or like it screams yeah. out in agony <laughs> when you trumb All right, and now Mike, tell us about Wednesday. All right, Wednesday, Kenny Loggins. Uh, the they start out talking about the ghost apps that are available on uh, your. I phone. forgot to and check I these have... out. Ugh. I'm going to do it now. I have not done it either. And I got a fancy new phone a few weeks ago. And I've, you know, since I've been laid up, I've been, you know, playing with apps. And I, I didn't play with a ghost app. I, I guess mainly because. You don't want to know. Um, <laughs> no, I, I'm just, I'm so, I'm such a skeptic. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the reasons I wanted this day is because I back Luke 100% on on it. I think it's all bullshit. Um, I think The apps or the idea of ghosts? Well, uh, Both. <laughs> The apps, by by definition, are bullshit because they're about ghosts, which is bullshit, and <laughs> Bigfoot's bullshit, and Loch Ness monsters bullshit. It's all bullshit, and because, as Luke said, we, you know, there's a lot of people in the world. We would have, a lot of us would have seen it. I'm gonna. Dis- I have to it's- disagree a bit with his logic because he said that. Um- Science has pretty much figured out everything. <laughs> absolutely not true. Science is done. It just, and you're welcome and walk yeah, away. Science just dropped the mic and left. Like that's not, that's not the case at all. So I think what he actually meant was that, that if science hasn't figured it out, we're going to figure it out. And if, if there were a Bigfoot or a Loch Ness monster or ghosts, a lot of people would have seen Yeah, it there would now. be some There'd sort be... of coordinated effort and I don't think science is really pursuing that. Um so I I mean I I get what he's saying, but just for the record, science yeah. has absolutely not figured out everything. Guys, I just downloaded Ghost Radar Classic. Um and it just <laughs> gave me a million ads and opened up a thousand other little games and now it won't let me delete it from oh, my no. phone, so don't do that. 
Oh God! See, that's that's why I didn't do it. I went and I looked at the list of all the ghost apps, and I was like, I can't, I can't pull the trigger because I, I don't know what I'm getting. I, I call those pregnant spider apps. Yes, that's exactly it what just it was. Told your identity. <laughs> your phone is now married yeah. to death. You've just created fifteen thousand. See, it is. Spiders. Wait. It is a ghost. Ghosts are real. Oh, so it's messing with my... <laughs> the ghosts that live in your house are like internet trolls. How does this stupid <laughs> app have... Because they want, they want to communicate with oh, you. Oh, they're Meredith. trying to... That's why they won't so let the, you get So the message from the beyond is you should play Candy Crush. <laughs> <laughs> well, the way, the way a ghost actually gets to ascend to heaven is to get like 15,000 hits on their, on their app and then they can go. This app has four stars. What is wrong with people? <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen an app that didn't have at least like three and a half stars. I would hate to, I mean, and because I've seen some pretty terrible apps that had yeah. four plus stars. So where are these apps with two stars, and what are I they? I think that says something phone? about the audience of these apps. Yeah, it says "ghost" in the title. Cool. All right. I like when they were reading the review and they thought it was like a forty-year-old man. Then it was <laughs> obvious that it was a kid, and they're like, "Oh, I'm thirteen, <laughs> almost fourteen." <Yeah. laughs> Um, the, okay. So the top story, uh, this is probably the most produced 15 seconds of TBTL that we've gotten from Luke in a long time. Uh, he plays, he says, he uses transition. He says, our top story takes us to 35,000 feet and he plays the sky jinx, um, mm-hmm. sounder. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, Luke, I mean, this is on the run sheet and he just, mm-hmm. he had it lined up and he, he said his thing and he played it and I thought, all right, that's about as produced as we're going to get <laughs> for Luke. I mean, I just backed him up on the ghost thing so I can take a little shot. I can roast him a little bit there. Um, the the top story is, is about the safety spiels. Um, I can't remember what exactly what exactly the story was, but it was a jumping off point for um, their opinions on, you know, whether the safety spiel should be comedic or just quick or, um, you know, I'm all in favor of some just very quick stuff. I mean, nobody's listening. Nobody cares. If you do care, you know, the basic information's there just, but I don't want to hear your, your, Comedy Trying to bit. be funny, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Your seven-minute bit or your singing or whatever it is, uh, that's that's pretty terrible. But my question for y'all is: They said during this during this discussion, they said that they were really relieved that no more gate updates were going to be given toward the end of the flight. And I was wondering why they were relieved about that. Is that are those a pain in the ass for people? Yeah, I don't... if you're flying into a into a hub city. Um, You'll so if say say like Seattle to Denver and then you're gonna fly on to somewhere else, the last ten minutes of the flight is just them saying, and if you're continuing on to Detroit on flight, da 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 da, you will be at gate C, and they just list every single flight that's connecting mm-hmm. of the people that are on the plane. So I mean that's useful information to the three or four people that are continuing on to whatever yes. city that is, but everyone else is just like. Please shut up. I'm trying to sleep. Mm-hmm. Or... Okay. I don't get the big deal. Okay. I mean, get some ear canceling or noise canceling headphones or something. It's, yeah. it's, it's mm-hmm. not that upsetting or disturbing. Well, I always listen to all of that because, number one, I always think, well, maybe it's something that I need to know. And number two, 
I like to be polite. Nobody else is listening. Oh, I so always maybe oh, somebody yeah, I should. always look up at them when they're doing the seatbelt thing, mm-hmm. just to because yep. yes. they're human beings doing a thing, and it's like I don't want to just ignore them. So I mm-hmm. look at them mm-hmm. and, and pretend to pay attention. <laughs> so you're not actually. I mean, it's a spiel I've heard four thousand times. That yeah. you know, I don't need okay. that information anymore, but I don't want to be rude to them, and I like to stay on the good yes. side of my flight attendants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Smart. And there may be some people that do. Yeah, need if it's that your first time or your kid or Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, um then there's Kenny Loggins talk. I'm not sure <laughs> how Kenny Loggins comes up, but he Sky from Jinx. the Sky Jinx theme song. Oh, right, right. Danger um, Zone. He was yeah, Kenny Loggins was the king of the of the movie theme song for many years in the 80s and I guess early 90s and I, I got to say, I mean, it, it's the kind of music that I usually make fun of, but the, all of his stuff really fit the movies and really made the movies more fun mm-hmm. that, that, it, that it was in. Um, they just don't have that anymore. Yeah. Where a song just hits, like, you hear it and you're reminded of the movie. They just don't also, have that. it seems like they don't write songs for movies as much as they do, as much as they did then i mean now they just they the movie is going to come out and then they find out what songs they can afford and what songs Mm -hmm. fit and then they fit the song to the movie and the song doesn't kind of stand on its own as like a fun thing like some of the kenny loggins songs did but uh, luke hates tavis smiley or used to hate tavis smiley uh but has now come around to wanting to listen to him when he comes on the air and I'll say this about Tavis Smiley. I kind of have the same reaction. He's just so Tavis Smiley that, you know, sometimes you're just not in the mood for some Tavis Smiley. So you just <laughs> don't want it. But uh, after Prince died, he he had a number of interviews with Prince. I guess Prince helped him with his career. And, and you know, this is what I'm hearing now. But um, I didn't know that. And they were playing these interviews. And Prince was just incredibly real with him and and uh so intelligent and the they weren't so much interviews as conversations um because prince was a guy who liked to like give life advice and so he was kind of even doing that during these conversations and interviews and and i came away just um more impressed with tavis smiley and prince from listening to those so if you want to seek those out uh he did it was about a week and a half after Prince died. They replayed um, selections of those interviews. So really interesting conversations. And and I had no idea that Prince was such a thoughtful guy. So I guess we're getting back to that like six weeks after Prince died. So. <laughs> um, turbulence. Luke tries to act cool because he thinks <laughs> what these other people <laughs> think of him in the moments before he dies. <laughs> is important but i do the same thing i mean come on you're trying you know uh what what's the point in panicking well panicking isn't gonna help it's gonna make maybe make other people more nervous that's kind of why i because i usually will get a little drop feeling in my stomach like oh no but i don't do anything if we were in danger i probably wouldn't be able to just play it cool but turbulence really doesn't scare me it doesn't make me think we're gonna fall out of the sky I don't like the feeling. I don't like having to hold on to my 
my wine so it doesn't spill all over me. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. about it. I'm the asshole who actually gets coffee on airplanes, so I worry about you it. You should. You're going to burn everyone. <laughs> <laughs> That's my main worry. Um, the Andrew sort of has a mocking... Um, Luke brings up the Clark and Lewis expedition radio <laughs> ads, which were actually pretty good. Christy, I don't know. Yes. Are you familiar with those? Yeah. And I agree that they played like the three worst ones. They did. Those, <laughs> it was a great campaign. It was really great. And yeah, uh, Patrick Warburton halfway mailed it in, but uh, Richard Kind, I think is the other guy. He's amazing. And, and the writing was good. And, you know, it was just... And, you know, Alaska is a uh, company that's kind of hip and, and the ads were kind of hip and it was a lot of fun. But Andrew had never heard of these and they played a shitty one. And then Andrew's kind of mocking Luke. And I kind of mm -hmm. felt bad for him because Luke was defending something to someone who had no idea what it was. Yeah. They did sound like they were reading I... their lines in separate places and not talking to each other. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was a bit underwhelmed yeah. <laughs> as somebody else who hadn't ever heard of this campaign before. I was like, this really? Okay. I thought for a yeah. minute that it was a TV commercial and we were missing something because there were no visuals, but that was supposed to be a radio. Oh, no, the whole, yeah. The yeah. whole uh, campaign was them. They were always be on an Alaska flight that was going from somewhere, you know, where somewhere that they had explored to some other place that they'd explored. And it was just, you know, the, um what do you what do you say juxtaposition of the comfort that they were now mm -hmm. traveling in with what what they faced and the speed back in the day right and the <laughs> speed as well just you know modern air travel guys it's fantastic but mike then we have to realize maybe they didn't they don't hold up don't say that to me that's <laughs> hurtful to an i'm not saying fella. you're not holding up <laughs> no i'm definitely not holding up but I, I just i hope the ads do yeah uh luke is watching a mole eat his yard and <laughs> and it's making him increasingly uh we're going to talk more about the molinator later yeah. i'm sure so i won't get into that but uh he also talks about how he found a picture of himself hugging janine garofalo i did he not remember that this picture existed or did he just not mention it to Andrew before? I think he just didn't mention it. Mm. Yeah. Because he knew it would hurt Andrew's feelings. Cause that mm. show with her but was did, a while ago. But do you really think he knew it would hurt well, Andrew's feelings? Because he asked him if he wanted a framed photo of it. <laughs> would you like a picture of Janine Garofalo with me? Yeah. That doesn't seem of like me the doing the thing gift. you want to do. Isn't that be fun? <laughs> Maybe we could get um, photoshopped if we could just get a copy of that picture. Get um, wh which one is is Andrew? Is he Bobo or Johnny? Johnny. Get a get a picture of Johnny's big mug just put on Luke's body Lynn? in the picture. <laughs> yeah, but I don't even think Lynn can do it because we don't have the original. We don't have the original. Well, the, there are other pictures of Janine Garofalo out there. I'm gonna. That's it. I'm going to ask Luke today for a picture of that picture. <laughs> At the very least. we we got to get this going on. Uh, that's all I had for Wednesday. Who's doing Thursday for I, um, us this week? Thursday, okay. 2128, The War of Lewis Aggression. Um, Luke's in Chicago for Wait, Wait. He said it's muggy. 
Um, sounds about right. Chicago in the summer is kind of unpleasant. Um, he talks more about flights and, and life hacking. And I really hate the term life hacking. Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. So you guys agree with me on this. This is not, mm-hmm. he's not hacking anything. He's, he's, no. <laughs> he's uh, doing stuff so he can get what he wants. I mean, that's, that's right. not life hacking. <laughs> yeah, He's doing his thing. He's living He has his this life. complicated airport coffee thing that he does. Um, it's, I guess, clever because he knows he can get his coffee somewhere quicker and then steal some Splenda, but mm. I wouldn't call that a hack. Um, so I think that term's been way overused and I hate it, just yes. for the record. Mm-hmm. Um, I think really the most interesting thing about today was Marty the Molinator videos. <laughs> the, I went and tried to find these and I couldn't. No, wasn't it Maddie the Molinator? Maybe that's why. <laughs> <laughs> And how do you spell molinator? I had a really hard time with this. Um, yeah. So he's digging up moles with a shovel. Yeah, I watched oh. it. Um, yeah, what he does is because the moles, you know, they, I don't know if they even have eyes or if they can see it all, but they have very um, heightened other senses. So you have to kind of sneak up kind of like on a gooey duck. Um if you're going to dig up a gooey duck, if you're going to dig up a mole, you kind of have to like step very lightly out into the yard and you got to see where it's doing its thing and you got to poise your shovel. And then when you see it pushing up against the surface, then you quickly pull it up with the shovel and, and uh, the molinator, he grabbed this little mole and they're so freaky looking. Did yeah, you know? they are. This would be my worst nightmare, this video and the <laughs> thought of doing it. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> Yeah, I I was describing this uh, to Emily yesterday in the car, and and she, you know, she's like me. She's probably picturing some kind of a gopher offshoot, but I I pull up a picture of a no, mole. No, they're <laughs> uglier rats. Mm-mm. Like rats are the grossest thing, and then moles are like the like furless white version of rats. and they have those weird digging hands. Ugh, yeah, creepy. Yeah, kind of docks that don't yeah. work. <laughs> pointed out oh okay i found uh, him okay you're right maddie molinator the first one that pops up on my phone is i scare my sister with a live mole no thanks i'm not watching oh, that oh no <laughs> no you wouldn't be my brother how anymore. old is this he guy like grown-ass is, man is he a grown adult oh yeah okay seems he's 30, got some 35. male pattern baldness going on so yeah live so catch a mole freak. in a paper bag nope <laughs> yeah no this is just and the I don't know if this is when they talk about the device that they get that just puts a noise into the ground. That's not going to work. <laughs> I know that he doesn't want to kill them or poison them or whatever, but it's this isn't going to work. Yeah, that's not a permanent solution. I don't know what you do for moles. I've, I've never really had to deal with that. Not Jeremy, Jeremy has written to both him and Carrie because he used to do pest control. So there's like these poison poisonous gummy worm type things. That you get a tool and you like stick it way down into the ground. He described it. It's the only thing that actually mm. works. And they eat it and then they like get constipated and they die. Aww. Hmm. Do it work on me. Look at it. Poisonous gummy worms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd eat them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, I would have a hard time <laughs> killing an animal even if it's an ugly one. Yeah. Although... But- Oh fuck roaches! Sorry, Aiden. They, they, <laughs> but the moles like kill your grass and your garden, yeah. and 
they're a nuisance. They're not just like, oh, I'm cute. No. Yeah, I mean, they tear it up and they also eat the worms, which mm-hmm. you need. Right. In your yarn, so. They're pests. Yeah. The supposed top story for the, for today, but I disagree, is that Gawker outed Peter Thiel. P- Thiel? Did we ever come Teal? to that? Teal? Teal. Um, he outed him as gay, which was a terrible thing to do. This is a terrible story all around. Um, the guy mm-hmm. is a Trump supporter and a Hulk Hogan supporter, so mm-hmm. I can't, in good conscience... <laughs> support him in any way that sounds like the winning (laughs) um and do we know for sure he's gay because it doesn't seem like i think i think so okay yeah and outing someone against their will is just the war i mean that's an awful thing to do i think everyone should just come out as gay so no one can be outed as gay anymore whenever i go into any kind of (laughs) chat room whether it's a fantasy football draft or you know whatever it is i just go i just say uh, for the record, I'm gay. I love cock. Um, so oh, you, you Mike. don't need to. You don't need to like add it to the run sheet for next week's apology. Well, <laughs> well so this is the Spartacus strategy, <laughs> right? Right, because you know, you know, eventually some idiot is going to call you gay. You know, why well, not just get out ahead of it? it? The way that this guy is, I'm wondering. There, I know that there was a huge movement to out people that were being that are gay that are being terrible to the the gay community. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, like senators that would um, make all this crazy legislation and then they would get caught in bathrooms. Mm-hmm. You know <laughs> right. what I mean? Like, right. So mm-hmm. I would like to know how this happened. Did they, were, was Gawker just being jerks and like, hey, this guy's gay? Or was he doing something jerky and they decided to out him? I mean, either way, whatever. But Mike... You watch Silicon Valley. Did you know that this guy Peter Thiel is um, the the inspiration for the Peter Gregory character? Oh, uh, no. The the you mean the character that died? No, the guy that the is like guy? has the yeah the guy that has that basically has the Google. Oh, the douchebag guy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because he it holds a grudge. I mean, there's he holds a grudge. He's like kind of a freak. He can't get over himself. Like this is that's who they base this guy on. No, I'd, like every every person involved in this story is a worse person than the yeah. last. Person I know, right? I don't know who to yeah. side with. <laughs> that's my problem with it. Is like, oh yeah, get that guy. Oh no, no, yeah. get yeah. that guy. Right. No. But so, if you guys have time, read the Gawker's open letter to Peter Thiel. It's pretty Gawker's interesting. Open letter to Peter. Mm-hmm. Thiel. I mean, because if. I mean, both of them are at fault, and I don't like either of them, but it's pretty interesting. Right. The main comment that I had with that, I think that Andrew was trying to equate Gawker with some sort of journalistic right. entity. <laughs> yeah, he was like trying to get on the press media or... about this and make it a serious story. Right. And I just don't think that you can call Gawker any Mm-mm. kind of journalistic endeavor. They're, it's just gossip and sort of petty vindictiveness. Yeah entertaining but in a really like a mean girl yeah. way yeah well speaking of petty and gossip um johnny depp's still feuding with barnaby joyce <laughs> barnaby, <laughs> barnaby jones um about this dog thing and then beyond it seems like it's moving beyond the dogs here um but i think the best part was that we got treated to luke's aussie accent yeah and it actually wasn't it bad. wasn't too bad it was good because it was only yeah. one sentence right, right. And the whole Johnny Depp thing is pretty sad. I've been, I, for some reason, yes. following it. Celebrity gossip doesn't usually get me, but um, 
his mother died and then his wife filed for divorce and now there's abuse allegations and she has a restraining order against him. Yeah. So and her face looks pretty yeah, messed it up. Yeah, it does. So that's that's a shame. It sounds like he maybe have has some substance abuse problems. Yeah. Too. Which we've known yeah. for a while. He's gone in and out of that. Mm-hmm. Um we have to revisit these Horizon Air commercials, the Clark and Lewis commercials. <laughs> um I don't know. Lewis. I, I... <laughs> and this one was just as bad and it wasn't the one he was talking about i had a really hard time staying paying attention to this conversation so i barely know what they were talking about mike i i think we have to come to to a place of acceptance that they maybe weren't that good nope (laughs) i did like that i think it was andrew who said warburton is not breaking the chains of putty that was a good line. Yeah, for sure. Um, a listener writes in and s- said they saw Luke on the bus. And, and before they said it, I thought, Luke's never going to ride the bus. Nope. <laughs> it's not Luke. Mm-mm. Unless it's that right. night. And we need to cover that night. We need to do that show. Yeah. Oh, when he, he didn't have yeah. his wallet? Yeah. Oh, and he was yep. drunk. And he, ha- he had to, had to ask someone with like a cello. Yeah, for bus fare. <laughs> bus fare and to borrow their phone. Yeah, we need to find that yeah. one. Oh, those were dark days. <laughs> and then finally, Andrew is talking about going to the grocery store and there's an overly talky cashier who continues to harass him about playing how he should play Hearthstone, even while the line behind him is backing up and they're done with their transaction, which is just the, the worst, worst <laughs> feeling in the world. Yep. Like mm-hmm. you're inconveniencing all these other people, but you can't just be like, uh, bye. Yeah. It's so bad, especially if it's a grocery store you frequent because you're going to have to be in their line again. You know, I had an experience the other day. People uh, have said that uh, this convenience store Stripes is a place, you know, that I have to visit. Like people like Jeremy, like convenience store hounds, Mm -hmm. you know, who love all the weird beverages and all the bullshit that you can Mm -hmm. get at these places. So I went to I went to this Stripes. Is it it Stripes with a Z? No, okay, no, good. Just, then I go just there. stripes all lowercase. So I went to this place and I got gas. And uh, while I was getting gas, I went inside to get a cold drink. And I was the only person in there. And the clerk it was a woman, probably 25 to 30 years old. And she greeted me like, hi, welcome to Stripes. And how are you today? And she's just chatting me up and, and I'm walking and I'm I'm being polite and I'm saying what I need to say. And I'm walking toward the cold drinks. And when I get over there, I'm looking at like the snapples and all the bullshit and uh, she starts talking to you, but now she's like right behind me. She's come out from behind the counter and she's like by the candy bars and she's right behind me. Maybe she senses you're a thief. That's the thing. That's the thing. Later, later when I told Emily about it, I'm like, I'm not going back to that place. That, That girl was freaking me out. She said, well, she profiled you. And I said, I said, I'm a white guy. You know, what is your, how am I getting profiled? She said, you're, you're, you're all alone in the middle of the day and you're not, you're not dressed up. Um, she knows you're unemployed. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, mm-hmm. oh man, the truth really fucking hurts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she thought I was going to start yeah. stealing, stealing candy. That was brave of her then to just go up right behind you. I know. Mm-hmm. Well, well, we were thinking about that. Like Cullen's looking for a job right now, and and one of the interviews he went on was at a um, a drugstore, and they were talking to him about loss prevention and you know how to how to um, help with that. You know how to watch people and make sure they're not stealing and whatever. And yeah, um, that's that's what she was doing, and she profiled me, and it really hurt. 
I had two guys try to rob the cash register once when I was working at my second Ooh. job. Did you just give it that to them? Were they armed? No. Well, although I didn't... It was classic uh, distraction mm-hmm. game. So the one guy came in and he said he had a, some questions that he wanted to ask me about merchandise. And he took me way up to the front of the store. And I was working by myself because this is a small business. He took me up to the front of the store and he started asking me just the most ridiculous questions about stuff. And I'm like, what is going on? But, you know, you got to be polite. And then I heard a noise and my brain identified it as the cash register closing, mm. just a little click when the spring catches. And so I w- like went around a, um, a display and there was a guy coming out from behind the cash register. And so I went and I blocked his way out of the store. Kids, don't try this oh, at no. home. Yeah, I, all I was thinking was he's not leaving the store with my money. And I said, sir, did you just take something out of my cash register? And he said, no, you can look in my bag. And he held out this like footlocker bag. There's nothing in it. And I said, well, what's that in your hand behind your back? <laughs> so he was a smooth criminal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, nothing. And so I got right up in his face and I said, I'm calling security if you don't give that back right now. And he handed over all the cash from my drawer. And then did oh you take God. it? Just kidding. I took it. I stepped aside. I let him leave. And then I went and called security. Oh, man, that's scary. What if they I had know. a gun or something? That's what my mother said when I told <laughs> don't her. Don't be a hero. <laughs> Kids, don't be no. a hero. As I said in the chat, not all heroes wear weird <laughs> backpack purses that their mom <laughs> bought them to appear more feminine. And when I talked to the owner of the store, because I, I called people to let them know that it happened, he said to me, thank you very much. Don't ever do that again. Yeah. Yeah, they have been sure that. Okay. Uh, I'm not. I'm not calling my boss and saying I let this happen. Yeah, I'm just yeah. not. You'd rather get shot. Come on. What? I wasn't thinking. I think that she far probably ahead. had the adrenaline. Yeah. You don't. You don't like. You can't well, control it. Probably felt tricked as well. I mean, that's a that makes you feel aggressive. Like when you feel like like you're not going to get this over deceived. on me. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And and also, I don't have a lot of fear for my physical safety because I am so tall. Mm-hmm. That it's not like this guy was towering over me. Mm-hmm. It's good to be tall. Yeah, it is. Sometimes. And you can intimidate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's all I got for Thursday, unless anyone's got some more comments. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to Friday, episode 2129, Feldenkrais and Gesellschaft I'm glad you dead. had to say that. <laughs> I will say it. Yeah, you did a good job. <laughs> I'll say it one more time for Eddie and Don. Feldenkrais and Gesellschaft. And now we know we got it correctly. They didn't do too bad of a job. Mm. I mean, German's hard. So Luke slept for 14 hours and almost missed the show. <laughs> <laughs> Which is better. I thought he was going to say that he slept for 14 hours and almost missed right. wait, wait. Yeah. Which wasn't a bad yeah. thing. So TBTL is one thing. So in the spirit of that, I decided to turn off my alarm clock <gasps> last night and see how long I could sleep. And I slept from... Uh, 11.30 to 6.30, so I guess I failed. <laughs> and there is this is a very rambly show, I thought. There's Fridays, some Friday show. Yeah, discussion of pecan pie, and neither Luke nor Andrew seems to like pecan pie very much. And Andrew specifically says he doesn't like nuts and dessert, which I completely agree with. Even pecan pie, Even, though? 
Oh, well, there are nuts that you make an exception for. There are certain things that I make that I wouldn't think the nuts would be good. I make these um, chocolate cookies with walnuts and something else, I forget. And it's the nuts are so good in it. But in general, I find nuts to be distracting from like chocolate <laughs> and things and the dessert. Frosting. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so they talk about that for a while. And then they get onto the topic of that giant parachute in gym that class. That's part of gym class. That I th- yeah, it was, but it, how was that gym? We did that at like field days, like if we were all outside. Yeah. I know, but well, like, how is it exercise? Like, you're I, just. Well, moving- I think you just related with gym class because that's the only place that was big enough big to enough accommodate to do it, right. the execution of it. Like, mm-hmm. <clears throat> it was not, yeah, physically taxing. I I wasn't that into it, but I, I, I guess people are pretty passionate about it. Well, because you like uh, to play sports. Yeah. So you're like, why like, are we what the not fuck? playing? Oh, I was always why so relieved we... that we weren't having to figure out Me how too. softball worked. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, oh, no one's going to be lobbing balls play... at my head. Let's do this. Right. Yeah. I don't right. want to play I'm, scooter I'm over basketball anymore. Wanting to nail, nail you guys with a like a dodgeball. And, <laughs> and what is this? Yeah. <laughs> So then we move on talking uh, about an interaction that Luke had at Wait Wait with first grader Sam that sounded yeah. very adorable. We learned that Sam can write his name in cursive mm-hmm. and Luke apparently can't. And Luke would have been perfectly happy talking to Sam for the entirety of the evening. And well, he is hey, very good with kids. And how do you handle an L in cursive anyway? I mean, it just looks it's terrible. It's a weird letter. It look, it, yeah. Yes, I think he starts off at a huge disadvantage with an L and a B as the first two letters of his name. Well, the B I can give you, but I do a good I L. I do a good L as well. Hmm. Yeah. My L's I don't know if I've written really a proper bad. cursive L. I don't even know if I can. I just tried and it came no. out as a percentage sign. That's not right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're close. You're yeah. on the right track. But I'm not sure I've done that properly since like first grade when we were learning how. Right. Well, this well is, it's the Q that's the really weird like one. Because it doesn't even look Fuck like yeah. you. <laughs> My handwriting is like a hybrid between cursive and script. So uh, I, I avoid that by yes. just scripting those ones. We all type. Yeah, yeah. we're all anyway. Googling um, cursive Q, right? <laughs> that, that skill is going to atrophy within the next couple of generations. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. I don't sure. think they even teach to. it anymore. Well... Yeah, Sam learned. It's not necessary. Then they move on to what I found to be a very confusing story about from the Bible about Peter getting a sheet full of animals from heaven. Mm -hmm. I have absolutely no idea. I can explain this actually, even though. Oh, please do. uh, And this is because I I always question Christians. So, as part of Leviticus, there's a lot of dietary restrictions in the Bible. And that's where um, people that are Jewish are and when they eat kosher. So you can't eat um, pigs and you can't eat um, shellfish, right? Shellfish. You can't have um, dairy and meat at the same time. So you can't have like a cheeseburger. And that, that's part of the kosher laws. And there. Um, so what happened is that the when Jesus came, he supposedly took away all these laws. He said, I fulfilled the laws. And now you can eat whatever you want. And this story says, this is like a Bible version of Peter saying, hey, guess what? We can eat whatever we want now. We don't have to listen to those old stupid laws. But there's a um, division of whether what that actually means. 
does it mean you get to eat whatever you want or was it just like a story? Isn't that the whole question about the whole Bible? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but specific. So basically what Christians believe is, okay, now none of those laws that, that, that we had to keep before, those don't matter anymore. So the Old Testament just doesn't matter. It's just, it's just a group of stories that don't matter anymore. Because we said so. However, unless it's gay stuff, right. then they go back and say that oh, right. gay stuff matters. <laughs> <laughs> and probably some stuff about men being the head of the yeah, household. All that stuff. Anything that, that suits them, they that still matters. But any of the stuff that's hard, like food or not, um, not being able to like work on Saturdays or anything like that. Any of the Jewish stuff of the laws, that doesn't matter anymore. But all the um, bathroom usage stuff still remains in place <laughs> the bathroom the stuff music? about going to the yeah, bathroom like, at target like who gets to use what bathroom mm -hmm. yeah yeah that that does <laughs> that matter. stays that's the bible yeah okay well i'm glad that's sorted <laughs> out for us then <laughs> they go back for the second time this week to Dreamcatcher, and luke tells about his dream of him and walter making a swing set at a schoolyard and the the uh, swing set blows into somebody else's yard and Luke ends up fighting the dad on the roof <laughs> of the house. And Andrew takes him to dream court and he says that um, swing sets symbolize your desire to be more carefree. Hmm. Um, I So what I think is funny is I thought dream court was when they call bullshit on yeah. whether you have that dream yeah. or not. But I guess it's Andrew reading a dream interpretation. Yeah, Which I thought court, was delightful. Dream court, I I think, should only be invoked if you feel like someone is trying to make themselves look cool. Mm -hmm. You know, which we've had a couple. Had. Yeah, inventing yeah. a dream that sounds crazy. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and the top story for Friday is that this year is the third tie in a row at the Scripps National Spelling Bee, um, with. Uh, Nihar and Jairam co-champions. How is there a tie? Why don't they just keep going? Because they're tired of go keep going. They did how many 25 ties? 25 rounds. 20, 25 rounds? And I guess they were like spelling all the German words that were getting thrown at them, right? <laughs> so they just figured yeah, this is never going to end? I mean, German is not that hard to spell. Let's go for French yeah. if we really want to end this thing. Yeah. Or, you know, one of those languages with all the little weird squigglies and... Mm -hmm. and and like, you know, I'm looking at some Ikea stuff right now. Ektor. Yeah, just Ikea furniture. Right. And when and they so say Luke the quizzes, origin, and Luke, they say it has six, six shelves, and it comes in maple and white. <laughs> right. right. And then when you say the letter, you have to say, and it's got a circle over the top of the... Yeah, you have to spell out what that thing is called Yeah. in the middle of it. <laughs> So Luke quizzes Andrew on the final two words, and I gotta say, that was one of the more painful things to listen to yep. in a while. That's worse than naming nuts. <laughs> Andrew's like, yep, R, nope, uh, S, nope, N, You're nope. You're so close, so close. Okay, say it again. F, yes, E, yes, L, yes. I wouldn't be mad about another L. That was my favorite part. <laughs> So I would say maybe I don't recommend doing a lot of spelling segments on the show. I have limited patience for I do that. want to go look at their celebration dances, though. I haven't seen that yet. <laughs> oh, yeah. All the kids 
mm-hmm. being baller mm-hmm. with their celebration dances. Is that poor sportsmanship, Mike? Um, well, if you're doing it at someone's expense, if you've just won, I don't mind a celebration dance. But if someone, if your rival's been eliminated, I would. Yeah, limit. don't dance on their grave. Mm-hmm. Right. So they're only dancing if they spell the word right, I would assume. They're not dancing if somebody else. <laughs> yeah, they're else not like in your out. face. Not classy. Yeah. They're not basketball players. <laughs> Moving on to emails. Um, we've been talking about flying, and Andrew, of course, is a nervous flyer. And there's an email from Pat, who is detailing a lot of the engineering and technology that makes it so that planes won't fall out of the sky but that does not reassure andrew which i guess if you have that kind of irrational fear science is not yeah, going good, to that reassured that. me i want to hear more about this absolutely and then andrew wonders if sun country is a legitimate airline because that's which what we talked about to. last time right yes sun country is definitely a legit airline i have flown it and, and is it because fine. they take you to sunny places i guess I don't know that I've ever questioned it. They can name the airline whatever they want as long as the plane stays in well, the air. Well, and it's not a guarantee either. I mean, it might be cloudy that day when you go to that place, so they they can't guarantee mm. it. <laughs> That's true. And since it's Friday, we have music for your weekend, which you can, as we say, look up in the newsletter, especially since one of them is French, and I'm not going to try to copy Luke's French pronunciation. <laughs> it's also painful. Mm-hmm. And that's Friday. All right. Christy, do we have an archive update? Um, Just keep doing your weeks. I'm about to repost some people that are going a little slow. Please. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Mike, you're not getting repoed yet, but I have had people volunteer to take I your week. I think Mike wants to be up? repoed. I'm asking to be repoed. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We have people like Anne that have done over 20 weeks, and you can't do one you day. One day. I did do one day. I so don't two know days. if I turned it in. But no, I can't do two days. <laughs> I know my limits. We all serve according to our gifts. Oh, what a sweet sentiment. So you know that Anne is a true hero by doing 20 weeks. She is. She. I mean, I really appreciate all the archiving because that means I don't have to do it. Thank you. <laughs> so anyone that would like to volunteer for a current week... Would be that would be really awesome. All right, there's still live show tickets. Um, the links pinned on our page and the Stens page. So if you want to go to the live show June 11th, go buy your tickets. I can't believe that's not sold out. Well, are we sure it's not? Um, I I asked Stu to tell me if it was so that I mm-hmm. would take it down. They're still pushing but... it, yeah. Yeah, and Andrew, well, Andrew is having to talk people into going one one at a time. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> right, no bears are going to be there. Um, how to get involved with us? Go to littleredbandwagon.com and uh, submit, and we can get you on a Friday show. Go to our Facebook page or the Stens page. Our personal Twitter is at Kissy Eyes, at Meredith underscore Mayhan, at Drew McFrizz, at RL Pape, and at Dadstronaut. Our show Twitter is at LRB Podcast. Email us at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. Any comments you want. And I think you can leave a um, a voice message there as well. Um, Voicemail, text 802-432-TBTL, 802-432-8285. Updates on Nerd Out Loud. Um, There was uh, the the ashtray guy was on last week. Mm -hmm. But uh, what's what's the latest on Nerd Out Loud? We interview someone that is a 
obsessed Blue Man Group fan. <laughs> Interesting. Fred yeah. Armisen was in the Blue Man Group, by the way. Actually, My... wasn't it? What's that? He was actually in it. Yes, he was okay. in the Blue Man it wasn't Group. Just He's a, a drummer. Skit. Interesting. And he was uh, he was in Blue Man Group before he was on SNL. Um. All right, that's uh, that's all I had. Who wants to wrap it up? Christy, you're here. And, okay. <laughs> oh, I, yes, it's been it's me. me. Christy and I haven't done shows together yeah. very often. Until next time, this is the next party. Uh, we love you very much, Joe. Nailed it. <laughs> that was my favorite ending, I, I like think. the whisper nail. Yeah. It. That's going to stand out. Yeah. <laughs>